0: Hi, this is Mark Poor and welcome to Chasing the Sun, the show designed for communicators, marketers, and public relations professionals to learn how they can incorporate health and wellness so they can reduce stress, grow in their career, and thrive. You can reach me at Mark at ChasingTheSunPDX.com, M-A-R-K-M-O-H on Instagram or Twitter, or find my website at ChasingTheSunPDX.com. This week I interview Ashley Stanford Cohn, who is with Bloom Communications here in Portland, Oregon. Ashley and I have gotten to know each other quite a bit over the summer as she's volunteered for PRSA. And after spending much of her career the last few years in the healthcare field on the client side, she has now moved over to the agency side. So we chat about her career, her transition over to Bloom on the agency side. And we also chat a little bit about mental health, anxiety, Ashley has been very um, upfront about her, her anxiety and, and what she lives through. And I just so appreciate her openness and advice that she gives to those out there who are, are managing people or who are being managed. I think there's a, a dialogue that needs to happen to talk about mental and physical health. And I appreciate Ashley coming on to chat about it. So I think you'll enjoy our chat. And thanks for listening. And thank you, Ashley, for taking the time.
1: Hi, right, so with us today is Ashley Stanford-Cohn with Bloom Communications. Hi, Ashley. Hey, Mark. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
1: Of course. Thank you for staying inside on what is a, a gorgeous day here in Portland. It yes. Is, it is uh, as sunny as can be, and I just really appreciate you taking the time on this Friday afternoon to talk about how you live your best life.
2: Absolutely.
1: So you're at Bloom Communications now and we chatted before. You just you're wrapping up your fifth week there. Congratulations.
2: Thank you. Yes, I love it.
1: That's great. So tell us about Bloom, tell us about your role, and then I think taking another step back, how how you got to Bloom because I, I think our, our listeners are at in, in various stages of their career and their life, and looking at your resume, just the diverse set of experience that you have, I think is really unique. And I, I think our listeners would, would love to hear it.
2: Sure. Yeah. So Bloom Communications is a research-based marketing and PR agency here in Portland. And we have an office here and an office in Austin, Texas. And we, what I really love about this agency is we focus on servicing nonprofit organizations. Uh, we do a lot in the healthcare. Um, Realm, And then we also work with a lot of uh, socially conscious, socially responsible for-profit companies. So from my own experience, I come from actually spending the last six years in healthcare, PR, and then, uh, you know, seven or so years before that working in nonprofits. Um, It's really a perfect fit for me. So I'm really loving it. Um, You know, my career has has mostly been on the in-house side, corporate, corporate comms side. And, um, you know, the last six years I've been in healthcare PR, which was really fascinating, not ever something I thought I would be doing. Um, You know, I started my career in entertainment PR um, and then, you know, jumped into the nonprofit world for quite a while. Uh, But I knew that at some point um, I really wanted to transition into an agency, and you know, in my in my undergrad, um, actually, right after I uh, graduated, I did have some agency experience, but not really as much as I had wanted. So, um, about a year ago, I started, you know, kind of thinking about what was it that I wanted to do. Uh, did I want to stay in house? Did I want to go agency? And, and then started doing some research to figure out, you know, what would be the best fit for me and here I am at Bloom.
1: That's wonderful. Congratulations. And I think it, it's it's fascinating here in Portland, there are so many small to mid-sized agencies. And the theme when I speak with people about who want to work in the agency is that there, there's an opportunity, but it's really thinking about what's the what's the niche you or you're interested in? What's mm-hmm. the type of work you want to do, whether it's public affairs government affairs pure consumer technology mm-hmm. there's an agency for for everybody and you right. seem to have found your 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 the, the agency that really helps fit your purpose
2: yes absolutely and i think you make a really good point um, as i was starting to do my research which i would recommend to anyone whether you're you know just out of college or you know you you're an experienced communications professional and you've been in-house and you want to go agency is really doing the research locally do you want to work for a small agency do you want a large agency mm-hmm. um you know where do your interests lie i know for me as i and i actually started doing some informational interviews which i think is it was so beneficial for me to meet with um people who worked at agencies get to understand what their daily you know their day looked like
1: Absolutely. Um,
2: what their client load looked like And, you know, I knew going into some of those informational areas that I didn't want to focus on. I mean, I am not a tech person. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not ever been interesting to me. Um, And I know that there's agencies that just do tech. And so I knew that, you know, what I wanted, what was interesting to me, what fulfilled me was going to be a little bit different. And so I think, you know, as people are doing that work, you know, you want to be somewhere that you really love, right? And you're doing work that you're proud of, that you feel good about. And so really spending some time, like take the time, have the conversations, figure out what agencies are doing what, and if it really feels like it would be a good fit for you.
1: Absolutely. cannot agree more. There's, there's, there are a couple steps that I, I really talk to college students about. And those like you who have had an established career, but are looking to go on the agency side, it's, a couple of main things. It's it's one. What's the type of industry you want to work for? Tech, you know, consumer, corporate, whatever. And then the second is what's the type of work you want to do within that agency? Are you looking for media relations strategy? Are you looking for crisis, social media, um, you know, w- w- employee engagement, internal comms? Or do you want to put your journalist hat on and and uh, do some um brand journalism work it it just there's so many different options and then that helps you narrow down the field and then then the other part of it actually is that it helps you and i and i know you've done this is that it helps craft your your brand yeah and how you're presenting yourself to those agencies Mm -hmm. and and it it helps kind of paint gives you the opportunity not to put in a box but it helps you paint that narrative talk about um you've been here for five five weeks uh-huh. What advice do you have for people who are venturing into agency life, whether they're students or, or people who have been in the profession, but are are looking to, to move over?
2: That's a really good question. I think first and foremost, like I just, like we were just talking about is really do your research, um, figure out, you know, make a list of your top five agencies that you'd want to work in in Portland. Um, and really go in understanding why you would want to work there, not just because it sounds cool, but because mm-hmm. you believe in their mission.
1: Yep.
2: Um, one, of the, one piece of advice that I would definitely give, when I first started doing the research, uh, I struggled actually quite a bit, even getting my foot in the door, because uh, I didn't have a lot of agency experience. And a lot of the job descriptions that I had looked at you know, were very specific to different industries. And so, you know, luckily I decided at one point that I, you know, Hey, I've got this great network. Why am I not using it?
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: as I started to utilize people that I knew and had some of those conversations, what I learned was, yes, a lot of agencies are looking for people who have agency experience. Uh, yes. A lot of agencies are, are looking for people who have industry specific experience, but what I would tell people Is don't let that be a barrier for you to at least try and Mm -hmm. figure out how to brand yourself or sell yourself. You know, I had someone say to me once because I was, you know, I was, I was having an informational and I was a little bit down on myself because I was having a hard time figuring out like how I could be a good fit. And she looked at me and she said, "You have something that no one else in this agency has. You have six years of healthcare experience. Yeah, who's that? Like, have that conversation." And, you know, I thought that was really—I hadn't thought about it that
1: way—because
2: I was taking kind of that rejection, that kind of poor me of like, no one wants me. Right. Rather than, you know, I have a lot to offer these agencies based on, you know, these types of experiences that I have. And Bloom is a great example. Is I have some really great nonprofit, you know, in-house nonprofit experience. I have some great in-house healthcare experience that now I can be an asset and compliment people on my team where, you know, maybe they have more agency experience, but I I know what goes on on the in-house side.
1: Absolutely. Know to,
2: you know, I know how to support the clients in a way or anticipate how they're maybe thinking um, that yeah. might be a little bit different. So I think I, I would. Why
1: decisions are being made. Why.
2: Yeah, why absolutely. Are getting
1: delayed. You, you understand the politics and. Why things are being delayed, or why decisions are being made this right. way, you're able to help put that context for people who have only been at the agency side, perhaps, or um, right. maybe maybe a little bit newer in their career. That's a that, yeah. that's a big deal, and again, like a huge differentiator for you, and and something that I would say to a lot of agencies who I, I would uh, this is a call for my my friends on the agency side is to look at people who. Uh, on the corporate side and think less about how they fit into an agency setting and more of what value can they bring how can they translate what is going on Mm -hmm. and and be able to improve client service based on that that is a very difficult thing for people who have only been on the agency side to understand unless you've been embedded somewhere you don't know you're shielded from 80 90 percent of the discussions the dialogue hallway conversations politics and um, I think you're a, 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 a great example of somebody who is moving over and is going to flourish because you have that background.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I really also think that people need to not be afraid to to be proud of the skills that they have mm-hmm. and to really sell them. And, you know, just because someone tells you, well, no, you don't know how to do this. That doesn't mean that you're not going to be an asset to that yeah. company or to that organization. So. Just you know really understand your value and what you can bring to the table, and don 't back down if someone yep. you know rejects you because someone else is going to love you
1: yeah, absolutely absolutely all the while you have made this career transition you are a parent you you have a couple children, yep. and um, I, I know that a lot of agencies are, are very supportive of, of working parents and Uh, establishing um you know boundaries talk about not only in your time on on the agency side recently but in in corporate world how do you how have you balanced that and what tips what have you learned along the way and for those people who who don't have children what advice would you have for them to be able to help put some um have some have some perspective because I, i i think a lot of times, those who don't have children don't exactly know everything that's going on with people's lives, and it's, yeah. it's, hard, to, it's hard to translate that.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Being a, work in, a working parent, especially in a household of two working parents, is pretty tough um, when you have kids. I would say, in, in my experience, companies have come a long way to help support working parents with a lot more flexibility and working remote options uh but i think it also it lies on us as well to be more vocal about what we need as employees
1: mm-hmm.
2: um you know i know that as i was looking for my next my next step and you know where i would where i would go next and what i needed i knew that having flexibility so that i could take care of my kids was essential i mean i've been in situations and in jobs where i have worked you know, 50, 60 hours, sometimes a week, Um, a lot of that from home, having to be available 24 seven. And when you do that, that takes time away from your kids, it takes time away from your families. And it also takes time away from yourself. And for me, you know, I wasn't, you know, exercising regularly, I wasn't getting enough sleep, I wasn't eating properly. And then, because of all of those things, and because I'm working so much, I'm not my best self for my kids either. So, you know, I think advice for working parents would would really be, you know, make sure that that you're vocal to your manager or you're you're utilizing what your company offers for working parents as far as flexibility. If you need to work remote one day a week, ask. You know, a lot of companies are allowing people to do that. If you need to adjust your schedule so that you can, you know, get to your kid's soccer game. Every Thursday night, ask, um, you know, and I think for for people who don't have kids, you know, it's just understanding that kids get sick. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I mean, they're like little petri dishes. Once school starts, right. it's basically nine months of colds and flu and yeah. you know lice and whatever gross stuff comes out right. of schools, and so just, I think being compassionate to your coworkers yep. when, you know, they have a sick kid that they have to go throw up be, or go pick up because they're throwing up at school. Yep. Um, yep. and you know, knowing that that doesn't make them any less of a good worker on your team, on your team yep. or, um, but that they do have to take care of their kids. Yep. So yep. that would be my advice is just, you know, have the conversation as mm-hmm. a parent and as a non-parent and just, you know, work together and, um, be supportive and
1: yeah, you know. I, I I think that's important. And de- depending on the size of the company, it, it would involve different people. Whether that's engaging with HR, it's <laughs> or, or discussions at staff meetings, it's discussions with the ac- account teams. Right. I, I think everybody is very open to it. The, the reality is is that everybody is in their own world and in their bubble, and right sometimes they need to be reminded every September their <laughs> school is back starting and this is what this means. I mean, right. or after, after the new year, everybody's, and it's, it's just a, a reality and I don't think people will be upset about over communicating something like that. So yeah. I think it's on I think it's in multiple levels. I think it's the parents. I think it's understanding that they have an opportunity to be able to educate. I think it's also yeah. been working with HR um, and, and, and senior leadership to engage. And then I think it's, it, it's, it's upon everybody else, all the other employees to, to recognize and to understand that um, there are certain times of the year that are, there's going to be heightened challenges, you know, holidays, yeah. summer vacation, very snow days.
2: Yeah, um, exactly. You
1: know, everybody gets to work from home on a snow day, but the, the parent is also taking care of their children. Yes. Because the children are not at school. So, <laughs> Yeah, that means all sorts of things, and I, I think it's just acknowledging that and putting yeah. in a pattern where you're you're having a, a sense of trust and communication is is really key. So
2: well, and I think that's actually right. You just hit the nail on the head right there. It's all about trust. I mean, it's trusting yeah. your teammates, and it's you know trusting your employees, and you know I think I think sometimes people forget you you hired me for a reason. Mm -hmm. so now you need to trust that I'm going to get my work done. I'm going to produce the quality work that, you know, you know, I can do. And just because I have a kid at home that's sick doesn't mean that I can't still do that. It just might look a little bit different or I might have to work, you know, for a couple hours once I put my kid to bed or, but yeah. So, I mean, I think trust is a big thing. I think communication, you know, communicating your needs to your teams. Um, And, you know, one of the things that, I have had a really difficult time with over the past that I've really started to recognize and look at, I, I would say over the course of this last year is self-care. Mm-hmm. And, you know, figuring out what I need to be successful as a working parent, to be successful as an employee, to be successful as your mother. Yeah. Um, because I wasn't putting any of my needs first. And I wasn't right. communicating to anyone what those needs were either. You yeah. know, I was just kind of go, go, go. Okay. I got to go to good work. Okay. I got to get my kids, got to go to soccer practice, got to get groceries, got to make dinner, got to put, you know, help with homework. Right. And by the time I got to even considering what I needed, I was totally wiped out. I wasn't getting exercise. You know, like I said, I wasn't, I actually wasn't sleeping and my stress level and my anxiety level just skyrocketed.
1: Yeah.
2: And, yeah. you know, I think, you hear about you know companies are starting to to do more around health and wellness, which is great. But people really need to take a step back and identify what it is that they need to take care mm-hmm. of themselves, right? And be better, just really all around.
1: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. This is this is why Chasing the Sun exists in part because mm-hmm. I I realize that um, everybody in our profession is dealing with a common stress in our profession but also a everyone that has a tailored um, addendum or supplement or wh- whatever you want to call it to their professional life so not only are mm-hmm. we having this common bond over similar challenges that we have but it's it's also how are we living the rest of your life and mm-hmm. and Ashley talked about self-care you talked about anxiety, and I know you, you and I have chatted about this a, a little bit, the topic of mental health mm-hmm. and, uh, and physical health together is, is key for a profession to thrive, acknowledging it and doing something about it. Yes. Would you mind talking a little bit about, um, and I really appreciate you being very open and public about this, the, mm-hmm. I, I think the community needs to hear these voices, and it's, it's not easy. But right. at the same time, it provides such an incredible purpose, and so yeah. thank you. And I just would love to hear, and our listeners to hear, um, what anxiety means to you, and and how you how you live with it, and what advice you might have for people who might have some similar challenges, but haven't quite figured out how to uh, how to make life easier for them themselves.
2: Yeah. Well. Anxiety is a tough one because we don't talk about it enough. And I think anxiety, I mean, anxiety, it affects people very differently. Um, I have been living with anxiety since I was 17. And um, I remember when I had my very first uh, panic attack, uh, I was 17 years old and I literally thought I was dying. Um, wow. you know, my attacks, uh, the way that anxiety affects me, it's in different ways. And it, you know, it, it differs really on what's going on in my life, but you know, a lot of them are very physical. So when you hear people talk about panic attacks or anxiety attacks, where, you know, they have trouble breathing and their heart's racing and they're, you know, they're sweating and you know, they can't breathe. Those are all very real things. And when you have those um on a regular basis it can be really debilitating to life in general um you know over the last i'm totally going to age age myself here a uh, couple <laughs> decades um you know i've spent a lot of time uh you know at one point when i first started i mean i took medication to help try and figure out what was going on and to help calm my nerves i mean i was so bad when i was in high school that I literally had a hard time even being in class um, wow. and I would, you know, it's interesting. I was talking to my mom about it the other day and she was sharing with me how she remembered how we used to, um, you know, we would go somewhere and I'd be in the car and I would start having a massive panic attack and we'd have to turn around and go home. Wow. Um, and, you know, over the course of the years through um, some, support from medication, and then as well as therapy, um, I started learning some tools on how to manage it better. Mm -hmm. What I say is that uh, life hits you with all sorts of things. And when you struggle with anxiety, yes, you can use these tools to manage it, but it's never going away. And it will hit you sometimes in ways that maybe you have, you know, 10 years of, of resources and tools that you've built up to, to learn how to manage, you know, what you're used to. And then you get hit, you know, you're blindsided by something different that it affects you
1: differently. Right. Um,
2: and does so any of it,
1: does any of it come with the, the, any of the tools involve preparation? Is it, is it preparing for, or it, or does that yeah, not help? You know,
2: yes, actually. And it's really interesting because, um, I, I was actually talking through this with my therapist recently where, um, you know, we were talking about one of my triggers and I've been able to identify as I've, you know, through the years and I still am learning. I'm, i will not lie. Like this is not something I have totally figured out, yeah. but you know, under I've, I've learned over the years what certain triggers are. And, you know, obviously when I get overly stressed it, you know, it's worse. Um, if I'm, you know, if there's something that makes me really nervous, that's coming, um, my, you know, it'll, it'll worsen. And so we were talking through kind of that planful mindset. So for example, for me, driving is really difficult and that may sound silly, but driving alone, um, especially long distance distances for me causes massive anxiety. And mm-hmm. so one of the things that we have been working on.
1: I don't blame you. I don't blame you driving in Portland. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's, I know it's, it's horrible me. anyways, yeah, <laughs> um,
2: but planning my route. So yeah. ahead of time knowing, okay, this is the route that I'm going to go. This is the route that I'm most comfortable with. Um, you know, if something were to happen, I know someone that lives on this route. So things like that, where I'm able to um, think ahead to reduce that anxiety. Yeah, um, You know, there's a lot of things out there that help, like lots of breathing exercises, totally, you know, yoga, meditation, things like that um, are really good as well. Um, but, you know, people need to understand what their triggers are.
1: Yeah. And,
2: you know, it's really interesting because um, I have been, I would say over maybe the last five years, especially a lot more vocal about my anxiety. Uh, because. I'm actually pretty high functioning. I mean, if, if I weren't having this conversation with you and really kind of telling you what I experience, most people don't have a clue. Sure.
1: really
2: good at hiding it. Right. And I think a lot of people are um, or they have it and they don't realize what it is. And like Mm. I said earlier, you know, anxiety does affect people very differently. Some people, you know, they don't have massive panic attacks, but maybe their minds racing 24 seven, and they have a hard time focusing, or they have yeah. a hard time sleeping. Um, you know, I, it's funny because I had a conversation with someone else not so long ago, that, long ago and, and they said, well, I've never had anxiety. And my therapist said to me, well, anyone who says they've never had anxiety is completely wrong. Yeah. Everyone experienced some form of anxiety in their life. Some That's people, it cool. doesn't affect you. It doesn't affect as much as others. Um and i think that's why it makes it difficult to talk about right especially if you don't understand even that you might have it absolutely so you,
1: you're you're at a point in your in your career and now you're on the agency side you're uh-huh. you're managing you're managing people if you're not you will be um, given the role that you are mm-hmm. how has that how how is your experience with anxiety how is how is that going to impact um, how you manage and mentor people? Do you feel that you're going yeah. to be better prepared to understand maybe where people are coming from? Maybe you'll be able to sense things from folks, to, or have you experienced that? You know, even in your previous well, part of your career, how how is this applied professionally as you're working with people?
2: For me, I think it it has made me a lot more compassionate. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I think people hide a lot of their personal lives in work. I mean, I don't, again, it depends on where you work and what kind of people you're surrounded by. But it's, you know, a lot of stuff doesn't get shared. A lot of personal stuff doesn't get shared. And so you may not know that someone is struggling because they're able to hide it.
1: Well, it's it's not appropriate. I mean, if people, and it's not appropriate. Yeah, I mean, you can't issues. you can't
2: just go say, "Hey, Mark, so uh, do you struggle with anxiety? Why don't you tell me about it?" Well, right, I mean,
1: that's, right.
2: That's an HR
1: exactly red yeah. flag
2: right there. Yeah, um, but I think you know, for me, and you know, even for people managers who don't have it, just being compassionate to employees, and you know, I had a I had a manager ask me one time what, how I, how they would know when I was really stressed out. And at the time, uh, you know, I know that one of the things that starts happening with me when I'm really, really stressed is I start getting sick. And I think that's probably similar for a lot of people as you're so running out in your immune system, but I I hadn't really thought through what that really meant for me because I do have other triggers that will start happening, uh, that I do know that I could have shared and I didn't. Mm. Because I was a little bit embarrassed, and you know, I mean, that's kind of it's personal stuff, and uh, you you know, you need to you don't know how that person is going to take it, but I do think that you know if if and you don't have to talk about it, but I think just being aware of you know other people and you know if you're a manager and you're noticing that your employees are you know showing signs of things maybe things that are not normal they're Personalities or of their their work, be you know, performance. Maybe something's up. Maybe have the conversation, and maybe it's not around. Hey, are you okay? Maybe it's you know, I really want to support you um, on your projects. Can Mm -hmm. I do X, Y, and Z to help you? Or maybe why don't you take you know, take a half day on Friday and go enjoy with your family? So
1: yeah,
2: you know, I think there's opportunities to support your teams um, even if you don't have the information
1: absolutely i think that's really great advice ashley and and i i appreciate and i appreciate what you're saying because you are going to you are going to influence somebody or a group of people by acting in that way and and these are we're we're really helping the the future of our profession and by installing those mechanisms it will help empower them to do that when they become you and me and whomever else in, in the future and I think is that is really really important the other thing I've realized over the last few months throughout this process and talking to a lot of people and clients and even just people who have who have who have messaged me separately when I when I launched this company is they am sharing very personal details of what's going on in their life and mm-hmm. it helps it 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 didn't surprise me how much people are dealing with but at the same time it helped remind me that to your point not everybody is sharing everything at work and they're not right. supposed to but i've almost almost gone to a point where i am assuming that everybody that i'm talking to everyone that i'm engaging with is dealing with something very serious at the time and very serious yeah. is defined by a number of different ways and means it could be relationship based it could be work based it could be financially based it could be health based family based Mm -hmm. it could be something that is completely benign and unimportant to me but important to them right it could be something that would not be is not important to them but would be extremely important to me if it were to happen and so Mm -hmm. it's just it's just acknowledging that what or whatever that conversation i'm having people are either probably hiding or masking or living with something and that's really helped me re reapproach the people that i engage with and give yeah. them give them grace
2: yeah uh, yeah well i think you make a really good point you you always need to i mean life happens right yeah. and stuff is always coming at us every which way and you know, something might get thrown at you that your next door neighbor or your best friend would look at you and be like, that is the dumbest thing for you to get stressed out about. But depending right. on where you're at, um, you know, you could have had three other things thrown at you. And so that one thing was that kind of trigger. Um, and, and so we don't ever know what's going on with other people. And yeah. I think what we need to do as just being good people is just assume good intent, assume people aren't trying to be bad employees they're not trying to be bad friends right. they're not trying to be you know for the most part bad people at least we would hope not but right. there are things that are going on and, and if they're not willing to talk about it then figure out a way to give them some grace
1: Absolutely. or figure
2: out a way to, to give them a little bit of support and you know that might even honestly look like a smile as you walk down the hallway yeah. Or just asking someone how their day is that maybe you don't normally talk to. I mean, it's
1: okay. the little things. Absolutely right, Ashley. And on that note, I think Happy Hour is upon us. <laughs> yes. And um, I, I, speaking of of thanks and, and grace, I I appreciate your time, your counsel, your heroism um, to me, all all the things that you're saying and you're doing and you're acting is is a PR hero to me and I just so appreciate your time and I'm really excited about you and your time at Bloom and best of luck.
2: Thank you so much.
0: I want to thank Ashley Sanford Cohn for joining us today. I think we had a really good chat about mental health and her career and advice for those who are transitioning from in-house to the agency side. You can reach me at mark at PDX.com. I'm on Instagram or Twitter at M-A-R-K-M-O-H. I'm here to help you, the communications, marketing, and public relations professional live your best life. I offer one-on-one group coaching, workshops. I have been fortunate enough to work with a number of clients, and I want to keep on working with you because I want our industry to thrive. So reach out to me Let's see how I can help you live your best life. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day, and we'll chat soon.